Welcome to this special bonus episode of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me back on the couch today is my co-host, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. How's it going? And on the couch and from behind the scenes is producer Jim Viscardi. What's up? And for this bonus episode, you already know because you've clicked on it to listen to it, we are here to break down everything from the 2019 D23 Expo that Disney has just thrown, where basically Disney just dropped, you know, what the future of the entertainment world is going to be <laughs> in the next year. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so, so we have a lot to talk about today. We had Mr. Brandon Davis out there at D23 for us, but he is still on, you know, semi-permanent vacation slash work, whatever we call this balance. So he is uh, taking it easy because he did do a lot of scrambling for us because, like I said, Disney basically laid out the roadmap to the entertainment world. So he had a lot to cover. Uh, We're going to be here and give him some support by just boiling this all down for you guys and telling you kind of what the big highlights were and discussing some of the big things we've learned Mm -hmm. from D23. So that's going to be the entirety of this bonus episode. So just uh, stay tuned. Keep it here because when we come back, we are going to jump into all of this. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, so D23. I mean, the overmap is pretty big, like we said. Like, this is a pivotal year for Disney. There's mm-hmm. some huge things happening. Uh, this D23 was about the launch of Disney Plus streaming and everything that's coming with that. It was about, it's you know... It's crazy that end. it's just a couple months away, right? Yeah, a couple months away. It was about the end of the Star Wars Skywalker saga and kind of promoting some new things for that, which they certainly did, and mm-hmm. we will definitely be discussing. And then... In the midst of all this, we got a whole bunch of new stuff from Marvel that kind of blew our minds. Uh, I don't think any of us expected that to be this big. Moon Knight, baby! Yeah, Jim, Matt are <laughs> ecstatic today because, as you can see on the table, they I tried finally to, got there in Moon Knight. I tried to pitch a 40-minute Moon Knight episode, but I'm going to shut that one down, so I'm going to take what I can get here. Yeah, so, like, yeah, man, big things for Marvel. And then there's all the other stuff for Disney in between. Like Dude, all they're doing these, in the theme You know, parks. there's still regular Disney movies. There's God, theme park stuff. The theme there's parks. Pixar stuff that we learned about, yeah. so there's a lot to get to. But, uh... You know, we'll do this in the reverse pyramid order where we kind of uh, talk about some of the bigger stuff first. And then, uh, actually, based on algorithms of this show, we'll probably talk about something big first, then some of the little stuff, then something big last. <laughs> that's the way it works. Um, so let's start at the top of what's fresh. And let's just jump into Star Wars because that is currently blowing up the internet right now. So, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. 
There was a lot of speculation about how much we would see or if anything from D23. Um, there were debates in this office. I know uh, when we were just did our last episode, we did the D23 preview, and Charlie Ridgely kind of broke down. He didn't think there was going to be much because of past years, and he wasn't wrong like past years of how they've promoted the other movies in the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Typically, we get you know a first teaser like in summer, and then we got a full trailer like towards you know the early fall. Yeah. And so we figured maybe that'll be it, and then maybe they'll just acknowledge it. And there was kind of a weird, they did a weird halfway thing. Yeah. They <laughs> well, they usually put out, they usually put out like a production thing. Yeah. That we haven't, we haven't gotten yet. And that's what I think I was expecting the most from this. And then, but you're like, you're, you're about to say, like, we got something that's kind of a hybrid. Yeah, they kind of did a hybrid, which is like a retrospective that then led into some new footage of The Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Um, and they did it pretty masterfully because they mm -hmm. used the classic stuff to frame and tease like this storyline of the you know the last ninth film, and gave us some things that you know some imagery that really just set us on fire about that how that this really is all going to kind of coalesce as the culminating chapter of yeah. the entire Skywalker saga. And there were plenty of Easter eggs that basically go from. You know, the beginning of the prequels in Darth Maul with uh, Ray whipping out a double-sided <laughs> oh lightsaber. Oh, my God, that last scene. That image. was the last scene that has, like, blown fans up. Ray dressed in dark robes, whipping out a double-sided red lightsaber has, you know, aside from being one of the coolest freaking things we've seen mm -hmm. um, in movies coming out this year, also has just, of course, blown the door yeah. wide open for speculation about what this is. Is this a fake out? Does Ray go to the dark side? Which I feel like, as somebody pointed out online, has been our conversation for every single movie. <laughs> yes. Sequel trilogy. <laughs> uh, does Ray go to the dark? Yeah. Um, and that erupted in the office, too, of like, just because she's wearing dark like robes doesn't mean she yeah, goes like to the dark Gage side. Chappelle skit. Just because I'm dressed like a police officer <laughs> does not mean that I am one. But like, yeah. Um, yeah. So and this could be a fake out. It could be a vision. There's a lot. I mean, yeah. the fan oh. theory about this whole movie is basically this is like training day with force ghosts uh, <laughs> with Ray. Ray's got to get her skills up and like there's, everybody's oh dead. God. So there's nobody can train her. So she goes to, like, I mean, we've heard rumors that she goes to this special planet that Poe's mm -hmm. from where there's still a forest tree, and it's very sensitive so she can commune with the spirits and whatnot. And that might be true because, I mean, a lot of what we see in this footage is her throwing the lightsaber around the forest. That was cool. Catching it, also a badass, doing the boomerang lightsaber <laughs> trick. Um, yeah, in the forest. So that still holds true. And that ghosts uh, from the forest, force users past, will help to influence, and that feeds into the voiceover from Mark Hamill saying, a thousand years of a lot of knowledge now live in you, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and this was being kind of like a weird ghost possession movie, uh, <laughs> and like it would tie everything up, like we said, like everything from Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and Luke and Yoda influencing Rey to Palpatine and Vader, or like, I don't even know, I don't know what the Vader thing is, because that was confusing to me. There are some confusing things in this. They, because they just cannot let that heavy breathing go. Yeah, but like, yeah. Vader redeemed himself, so as a Force ghost, we know, like, it is canon now that he's Anakin again, so. Right. Yeah. That was a little confusing to me, but like, yeah. So this could all be coming into play, and so God, there's everything from this could be that. a vision of Ray going oh, to the dark side. So, so cool. this could be possessed Ray. Yeah, possessed by who knows what. Like, it's where I I think it could just be like a Ray on the run, and she's like either she's gone off to do some training, and she picked up a bunch of stuff here, you know, here and there. Maybe she's kind of on the run, and this is just like the stuff that she's picked up along the way, and she's back, and she's like, I got a new lightsaber. Yeah, I don't and that's know. it. 
I feel like Star Wars, they would, I mean, JJ would get massacred. People are so <laughs> sensitive about Star that Wars. Would <laughs> yeah. like, that, yeah, like, that would be a Ryan Johnson way to do it. Like, because to me, that makes total sense. But that's not what JJ Abrams does. sense that people could just pick up a lightsaber of any color and just start using it. But, like, yeah, they're so color sensitive that, like, Nobody who's good would dare touch a red light. But I feel like that's the kind of traditional thing that Johnson would go like, no, it makes total sense that they would just pick it up along the way. Yeah. But I feel like Star Wars, there's a giant chunk of Star Wars fans that just have to have some kind of greater meaning behind exactly. crap. <laughs> so they'll go, no, that would never happen. I'm like, no, it would totally happen. If yeah. I'm stuck somewhere, I'm going to grab whatever's next to me to survive. And that, oh, look. Right. There's a but lightsaber. It, but like I was telling Kofi just before we started, I was like, that last shot is like if it was any other director but JJ Abrams, like I could believe that that shot, oh, maybe we're getting a dark ray or whatever. But like you know that's not No, gonna it's happen. gonna be you. Dude, yeah. I hope that the finale is that because I'm a fan of the Star Wars animated series mm -hmm. and yeah, this double-sided lightsaber showed up in Rebels, by the way. Yeah. From the temple, Jedi Temple guards that use it. So it's kind of like an ancient weapon, but I would be it would be great for me. And for deep dive Star Wars fans, it would confuse a lot of mainstream people if the ending of this movie is Kylo Ren gets p possessed by Palpatine and to kick his ass, like Ray basically gets possessed by Darth Maul. Oh, <laughs> like, I want that. Exactly, Darth Maul has like a major still beef to, with Palpatine. If you've uh -huh. ever seen that awesome episode of Rebels where he and his brother tried to take on Palpatine for leadership of the Sith and got their asses kicked, like. This would be the greatest revenge. <laughs> if she goes through all the Jedi Masters to help her and she can't beat them, and then Darth Maul's like, hold my beer. You know? I want like, that to happen so much now. <laughs> yeah, she just like, I will be so disappointed. Side of lightsaber can just like do all this crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't know though. But um, yeah, that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker footage was pretty epic. And yeah, man, cool. this John Williams score oh, God, is going so to be good. the best of. Yeah, I'm calling it right now. I think it's going to be the best of all the series. I mean, since the classic original, yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just in my headphones. I was just like, ah, like the <laughs> yeah. music alone. Which well, just, just like, to hear him, just like like tie or just like I, I don't I don't know if that was a new piece of music or if it was just expertly cut or whatever. Where just the music as it's going through, even the prequels and all that stuff, just tied so seamlessly mm -hmm. together. That it, the, that's that's what I loved about it. It yeah. was just it really know. felt like one piece and not a bunch of yeah. And right. It had yeah. a little wisp of Ray's theme at the end. Like, mm -hmm. It was like, yeah. it was gorgeous. So really looking forward to that. If you weren't hyped about that movie before, uh, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Okay, yeah. According uh, to folks in the room, because so this panel was shown as part of the Disney Studios live action panel, and this was kind of towards the end. But from folks who were in the room saying like that, nothing blew the roof off like. That this trailer, and it's not really a trailer, but this, this yeah. commercial did. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, good. That was Star Wars. Yeah. December 20th. It's going down. It's going to be great. It's so close. I would stop watching, and I hope actually, oh, we didn't even talk about C3PO with red eyes. What is that about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, it, like, I just wrote up that article. Like, everybody, the jokes are hilarious. Everybody's like, man, CPO has always had a secret weed problem to like <laughs> C3PO now has instant kill mode. Like, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Tony um, like, yeah, to C3PO gets possessed by Palpatine. It's all over the place. <laughs> that's what I love about Star Wars is they've gotten so good in the sequel trilogy about like literally telling us nothing that like fan theory just goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. straight tinfoil hat for months. And I'm sure like JJ and like Kathleen Kennedy, they just all sit back and smoking cigars like, man, look, Got this, look what they're saying. Like, look at this guy. 
And there's typically one person in the like swarm that gets. Oh yeah, when this like, movie comes out, gets it right. Within but, two weeks, we will have found the person who saw this coming. Yeah. But it's just so crazy to see like all the wrong ones. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, there was somebody, one out of I mean, millions. Some of you shot the video for top ten things, fan theories that were wrong <laughs> yeah. about Last Jedi. Like, yeah, it is hilarious. Oh when, when It's all said and done. But all right, so that was a Star Wars front. Um, let's move on to some of the uh, smaller things that we saw. Not small, but uh, you know. Yeah. yeah when, less. When you're oh, talking. Well, I guess we should also talk about Star Wars. We'll keep it all together. I don't know how to break some of this stuff up anymore, mm -hmm. Disney. Um, I guess we'll move on to Disney Plus. Sure. Here we go. Um, so Disney Plus, because I'm trying to figure out, because I was like, do we do lump the Mandalorian under yeah. Star Wars, or is it Disney Plus? But we'll do Disney Plus as a whole unit. So the thing that we're all most curious about in all this, because that immediately affects all of us, is Disney Plus, mm. the Disney streaming service that's coming up this fall. Um, bundling Hulu, ESPN Plus, but also coming with this massive content library of all the Fox stuff, all the Disney stuff, yeah. the Star Wars brand, the Marvel brand, and of course we're getting these original series, which is the crown jewel of all this from Disney Plus. Um, original Star Wars live, the first Star Wars live action series, The Mandalorian, and a bunch of Marvel TV series that tie into the MCU movies. So. Since we started with Star Wars, let's talk about The Mandalorian. Um, the full trailer for The Mandalorian dropped. Uh, they're already at work on season two. We talked about that in the last show. But the full trailer dropped, and man, this is now immediately like one of my most anticipated series of the, of the year. Like That trailer was so just badass. And I love that you don't even see um, Pedro Pascal's face in it. No. Like, that's, that's real marketing right there. <laughs> when you know you already got that. You're like, we're just going to put dude in the helmet. Oh, that's so true. We're not so even going to take it off. Oh, like, my God. You don't even know who the main character is, but you can come watch this anyway. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Just the vibe of it, like, the vibe of it, the music, and, like, this kind of hard-boiled, like, Western noir vibe to the whole thing. The first shot of him just, like, immediately establishing who this character is visually, which I love, just by having him walk by these pikes of all these stormtrooper helmet sequence. things. Yeah. And they actually have, like, blood on them, and it just looks immediately darker and grittier than anything in Star Wars. And you're like, who is this badass dude who, like, just makes mincemeat out of even the Empire? And it's like... And there's an IG unit in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, played awesome. by... Uh, Taika. Taika Waititi, mm -hmm. yeah. And that scene is awesome. Just the action in this... Like, what Favreau and all of them have come up with is just not even, like, just standard, like, John Wick kung fu stuff, but, like, just taking the action and rooting it in Star Wars stuff. Like, mm -hmm. the droid fighting. Yeah. We've seen that before, but a droid, like, fighting and being able to, like, shift and shoot behind its back and do all this stuff. It's like some like weird Western tech. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's a very tech Wild West yeah. vibe, and it's it's perfect. It like, is it's perfect. so perfect. And Tatooine makes it perfect. Um, but I think the thing that got everybody was the scene where he, like, lashes the guy, pulls him, and it shoots the door, and then you know they don't show up, but you know this door closes, and it's going to just but they sever get this guy in pretty half. pretty close for what I yeah. expected. Like, then that's one thing I really loved about this is how this is, this, I feel like, puts some puts some fears at ease as to as far as, like, well, how far will Disney let yeah. 
how you know, adult will this? Go? Yeah, like how and it and it if it's all like this trailer, this trailer walks that line brilliantly. Like it's just enough. Like you yeah. see more of it than you would think you would, but you don't see the whole thing. I just mean, I put standards were still pretty restrictive. So yeah, implied violence still like works for me. Works. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I always point to like Fight Club, that scene where. They beat Jared Leto's face in. Yeah. And, like, if you ever watch commentary on that, they talk about it in the track. But, like, yeah, the reason they David Fincher's so brilliant is they see they don't really – they show you shots of him hitting, but most of the shots are just the people watching yeah. him hit and hearing the sounds, and you're just like, uh, yeah. like some of the best things. So you can get around all that. Mm-hmm. So And this looks like you said to do this brilliantly. And speaking of brilliant, I think the best thing about that Mandalorian trailer – was my boy Werner Herzog kind <laughs> of just showing up and doing it just only as Werner Herzog can when he's like, bounty hunting is a complicated business, isn't it? And you're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. So props. I will be there November 12th, I believe it is. The mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Sign me up. And I'm glad it's weekly. weekly. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes weekly, me happy. So we can talk about it every week and uh, mm-hmm. break those down. I so. was excited for this, but I wasn't like – hyped like i was excited like oh this is gonna be a good show and whatever i wasn't hyped until i watched the trailer now yeah. it's like all right now i'm in yeah like, you, i think you can tell disney's about to turn on the jets for mandalorian like that time. man i will i will be there day one. Oh yeah, yeah. and so. it, it applies to all like all the fans all the new fans love it and my brother who who saw star wars in the theater as a little kid like he just was like oh, i'm so in He's yeah like, man now i have to get disney plus and i was like yeah, <laughs> like Anissa's yeah. already had us uh, go. Oh, we'll dump Hulu when that comes out. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guess Not what's really dumping it. It all comes back. Oh uh, yeah, coifers. But um, Jeez. all right. So moving right along, let's talk about something you guys were both hyped for. More right off the bat, Moon Knight. Oh so God, Disney Plus, so we've gotten a batch of Marvel series. We had five, I believe, right? So we, uh, and we got updates and like artwork for some of them. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. WandaVision, um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Loki, yep. Hawkeye, and What If were the first five that were announced. Yep. But that wasn't all. At D23, we got a bigger reveal of three more Marvel Disney Plus series that. I would say pretty much two out of the three were like Matt, like, <laughs> which would be uh, Miss Marvel yeah, and buddy. Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely had you just screen. And the one I don't know if any of us saw coming was She-Hulk. I didn't see that one coming. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we well, figured She-Hulk would show up. Yeah. Right. I didn't think she would get her own series like this early right off the bat. Well, I think She-Hulk, She-Hulk's been a property that they've been trying to get off the ground for years. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was going to be at ABC or if it was going to be somewhere else. Uh, and so, you know, it looks like whatever behind-the-scenes trading happened with television and studios. Studios is like, oh, all right, we got it. We'll take care of it. Because that premise lends itself so well it's to a, a televised yeah, format. Absolutely. It's just great. If they, I mean, if, if they do the, the they one, do yeah, if they do the right. dance lot, that whole, like, in the or courtroom. even the Charles Soule one. Yeah, but I was just saying, like, that vibe. Right, and they don't do, like, Savage She-Hulk. Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah. So that was yeah. a good one. Um, Moon Knight, I'm really hyped for, and I'm really hyped that it was a series, because when we talked about it, Jim's playing it down that he like <laughs> he was just lobbying so hard for that movie, but I was like, no. And you and I were like, no, that would be so much better. Be a better TV series. Yeah, the Warren yeah. Ellis, Moon Knight, Mister Knight, like all of that stuff as a series. And I hope they go weird with it like that, just kind of yeah. plunge you into it, and then have to kind of build the backstory from there and like why this dude is sometimes in a suit, sometimes in a costume, talking to ghosts, doing all this stuff. And this is the best format for him because. 
when they do that, I mean, I have, I have faith that they're going to do it right, right? They've really not led us astray yet. So if they're going to do this right, then when he shows up in the movie, because mm-hmm. he will show up in a movie at yep. some point. Yeah. All, that's important to note. Yeah. This isn't like the ABC or Hulu era. All of these characters, newly announced shows, will be part of the proper MCU. These are Marvel Studios productions. So they are showing up. Can you imagine, though? Like, oh, my God. So whatever the next, like, Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame type event movie, you know, where it's like a bigger group of characters, you imagine, like, the Guardians or Doctor Strange and, like, all these characters interacting with Moon Knight for the first time. And then he switches... Like his personality, different personalities come out during the conversation. I cannot imagine like someone like Falcon who will be Cap at that time, right? <laughs> Going like, "Who the hell is this dude?" <laughs> like, I cannot wait for that I would love reaction. Deadpool Moon Knight scene. Oh my god, oh, yes! Like it, it just it writes itself. <laughs> Moon Knight's different personalities <laughs> trying to react to Deadpool would be amazing. So oh I mean, god. it'll be it'll be really interesting to see because like Moon Knight inherently is not a funny. It's not a fun book. It's not a funny book. There are some instances, like would say maybe the Max Bemis run is probably yeah, I was gonna the, say that the one that the one that has leaned into the maybe the humor of it a little bit more, but a lot of people didn't like that run, which is whatever your own, your own opinion. But but when you go when you go through the <laughs> those people uh, would be wrong. <laughs> when you, but, but when you look at the, like the Warren Ellis run, right? When you look at the Warren Ellis run, like that was almost not completely devoid of you know it being about Mark Spector. It was more just about you know, Moon Knight as a force of nature, Punisher-esque yeah. um, type. It, on the backdrop of a bunch of crazy things, like crazy things happening mm-hmm. around Moon Knight. Um, but, but being so, because Moon Knight is is crazy. Uh, and, and then when you just sort of go back to even some of the, uh, you know, the early 80s stuff and even the, the late 90s stuff, like it's all, it's kind of all over the place. And so I'm curious to see what they pick and choose. Well, that's the biggest thing with this character, right? Is that, yes, he has cult favorite runs. Yeah. But there is no like singular Signature. defining run like of a character no, that people I mean, go. It's just different phases. Yeah, yeah, it's it's whatever your yes. tastes are. Yeah, like there are different phases. Whoever mm-hmm. your like, if you're a fan, you ask me what run would you suggest. I would have to cater that specifically to you and go. Well, okay, do you like humor in your stuff? Because yeah. I think honestly, Bemis's run fits more within this because there's some really sadistic, dark stuff in that run, mm-hmm. but it's funny in like it's a little self-deprecating and it fits the tone of the MCU better. Mm-hmm. I th- I do think with like seeing the Mandalorian makes me feel better that like they'll toe the line more and let it be a little more. Yeah. Well, that's why I think the the Ellis Declan Shelby run is probably the easiest to adapt at first for an on-screen type character because it's got I agree. It's got I mean the costume is just is is easy. The uh, the gear and Wait, the, the gadgets and well like the Mister Knight and then even the I don't want Declan Shelby oh that's the costume no, you're I, want, I don't want Mister Knight want is like you don't want Mister Knight I don't no. want that first no. I want I, no, that's I want all of that first and I want it to be confusing <sighs> I want this to be Marvel's Legion like mm-hmm. if I could compare it to another show but there's still all that 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 backstory to Moon Knight like there's all, the whole Khonshu bit of it yeah. and him being the and that's you what know, you the, flesh the out along the way but you give people. Like, Legion was wonderfully weird, but, like, built, mm-hmm. uh, like, great artistic and cinematic points, but, like, in this weird, non-linear, kind of, you know, very surrealist way that I think would work. Like, just taking that that Ellis run and some of the stories, that some of which have, like, little to no dialogue. That's in, true. And turning them into episodes, like the episode where 
the guy was experimenting with mm -hmm. molds and, yeah. and the guy's like you know invading people's dreams and he has to go into that like dream world and do all that that would be I would love for them to get fully weird with something like that and do an episode in like a crazy psychedelic like weird mush like you know sported out world and I think you'll get a mystery I would guess you would get an episode of that like yeah, they will I mean. dangle but I don't I think with just looking at Marvel's track record of like how they establish characters, they're gonna give you more of a traditional origin story. And I think you can't do like you can't jump in with Mr. Knight because no one will have the bandwidth to like understand why I should care about this character. You have to establish like those personalities. You have to establish Conchu. Like you have to do those things. And I don't think you can do that in Mr. Knight as easily as you can do with the superhero, more classic version, I think they'll take bits. They've always done that, right? They've taken bits from all these things, mm -hmm. and they'll put it in there. So you'll see that. I think, though, an awesome drop at the end of that season will be, though, to have it start as Moon Knight, and then the last episode of the season, he comes out, and he's in the Mr. Knight look, and that sets the stage for getting people excited about the next season. Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, the Netflix way. I, I just don't know because... I see other things, and we'll move on to other things from Disney+, Plus. but I feel like they're taking some more stylistic risks in this That's movie. true. Yeah. You see the artwork for WandaVision. That's true, yeah. Like, and let's talk about that. So we saw this artwork for WandaVision, which I think remains one of the sleeper, most pivotal things mm -hmm. um, that they're kind of downplaying right now. But uh, And it's this 1950s vibe with them sitting on a couch, looking all beaver cleaver, with the shadows on the wall behind them being of the classic kind of Scarlet Witch and Vision costume silhouettes mm. um and yeah people have been like what what the f is this show but like it seems more and more like this is going to be the kind of way the mcu kind of treads the ground of scarlet witch and house of m and avengers no mm -hmm. more and all that stuff from that 2000s kind of arc where wanda kind of loses it a bit out of grief and starts messing with reality and creating own reality and like does that with her and vision and I think it'll be the kind of quote-unquote conflict will be either something is kind of instigating this through her or her and or the vision she creates finally kind of being the one who has to stand up and be like, yeah, none of this is, is, real. is real or right. And kind of dealing with that. And that loss and that pain will then feed directly into Doctor Strange and make them into the multiverse. <laughs> well, so, but that's, that's the, the other interesting well, thing, she right? she make it out. She gets lost in there. Yeah. And, and it's actually Doctor Strange is kind of like a rescue mission type. Mm -hmm. That could be interesting, too. The, 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 the other thing, though, is that, like, this is not probably going to be television as you know it, right? Like, we may or we may only probably get one season of this of these shows. That's yeah, true. They're all like seem like one six, shot. and they're six episodes yeah. each, right? I mean, yeah, about that. Yeah, they're shorter. They're almost like extended movies, mm -hmm. um, side movies to kind of fill in gaps between movies now. Because I think yeah, they finally learned yeah, there's too many gaps in between these movies. We have too yeah. many problems. Like, <laughs> so they're starting to fill in those gaps with stuff like mm -hmm. Black Widow's filling in Civil War to Infinity War. Like, so yeah, I mean, these are just. Specific, and I think it's a good idea because you can then do what like DC excels at is just focus on a specific arc of a story, mm -hmm. yeah, and then not having to maintain this whole series, and then do that well, and then feed that into a movie like Doctor Strange, and then do that well, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, um, but we could all, I mean, since it's Marvel, we could always see new series that mix and match everything, mm -hmm. like, right? Yeah, Moon Knight could show up in uh, some kind of. 
you know, Supernatural or if they do the crossover with the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Ghost Rider and like all that. So there's all that possibility. But um, yeah, I think out of the shows, I mean, we didn't get much more from the other Marvel shows, did we? No, it was just... Uh, like, WandaVision was the most interesting piece of art. I mean, the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff looks like... I mean, the poster looks cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just Falcon and Winter Soldier, though. They're just standing there looking at the sky. Well, Falcon's got a new costume. And yeah. and Winter Soldier has a haircut and okay. no more star on his shoulder. People are losing well, that's their a, minds. Well, that's, that's the arm he got in Wakanda, though, isn't it? I, well, yeah, but I'm saying like he has no, on the other shoulder, right. like the costume part. Uh, um, like he is... And, everyone's uh, tripping that he's actually Bucky. Loki that we learned? I mean, it just confirmed that it's... The Loki from 2012. Yep. And that, yeah. that uh, Tom Hiddleston is excited and ready to play. All right. So. Also, Lizzie McGuire. That's cool. <laughs> well, that's not in the Marvel section. Well, but it's Disney Plus. It's no, all no. Part of the thing. Oh, yeah. Disney yeah. Plus. Okay. So, yeah, there was some other stuff from Disney Plus. You are correct. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, because that all happened so fast on like. Oh, yeah. There was Friday. a ton. Oh, yeah. They yeah. just started dropping. Woo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got a Lizzie McGuire movie. Or, no, it's a new series. No, it's a new series. New series. That's right. Uh, um, a millennial, a thirty-year-old Lizzie. world all over again. Yeah, I did love. I think it was Charlie. Who I don't know. Remember who said it, but someone was like, "Bring girl meets, bring girl meets world back, you, you cowards." <laughs> <laughs> After they retweeted that, uh, but yeah, and then a uh, High School Musical. High School Musical. Musical is it called? Yeah, High School Musical. The musical. The musical. Yeah. I was trying to explain that to Anissa. Yeah, and, and we were just having. I mean, this has started that. that this has actually started a huge debate in the office. <laughs> the high School Musical thing of whether they can be like truly kind of meta and funny about it, like. Uh, 90210, or is High School Musical's meta version just more, more. promotional? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So we're going to find out the answer to that real fast, and I'm sure we'll all have that. <laughs> then we continue this creepy campaign for uh, Lady and the Tramp. <gasps> uh, you didn't love that trailer? I feel like it's one of those... I feel like every time I see the promotion for this movie, I've wandered into one of those houses where it's like a nice old lady at first, and then I don't realize she's too creeped out about her dogs. <laughs> and like she has a whole photo... get like a whole uh, They're photo, adorable. photo thing in the I back just don't, of her house. But I don't understand why this is dogs. okay and The Lion King is not. It's just... The Lion King is... I came element, around on The Lion King, There's an actually. element of fantasy because these are wild jungle animals. When it's domestic animals, it looks like somebody is just way too obsessed with their dogs and has an <laughs> elaborate doggy, like, photo... But what's the difference between this and, like, Secret Life of Pets? Like, it's the same premise. It's one just one animated. looks a little different. This looks like you and your wife posed your dogs for some... Have you seen my Instagram? <laughs> 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 this exactly. happens on a regular basis. I, I have no problem with yeah, it. I know. I mean, my cat wear a tie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, somebody loved Disney and got their two dogs together and were like, guys, come on, we're doing a Lady in the Tramp photo. <sighs> this, <laughs> this looks adorable. They're all rescue dogs, too. And, yeah. like, they, one's already been adopted. And I don't want to be crass so but like, cute the thing of the, the like <sighs> the idea of animal romance only seems romantic to me yeah. in animated form yeah. when, you you squint, when, you squint, when you start throwing when you when you start to squint yeah that's when it gets a little uh, when you <sighs> when you're in live action and these are two real dogs my brain being you know having been trained in third grade to to you know high school science 
immediately thinks like, where is this headed? <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, yeah. it's headed it's where you think it's headed. I would describe as romantic for children. Okay, but they're not also gonna like, you know. Oh man, there's no way to not make this sound crap. Okay, <laughs> anyway, it's just no, we'll just drop it. I was gonna say there's not. They're not yeah, gonna show that on screen. You no, but they're not gonna show that on Disney's screen. Meetings like for if, this movie. If this was a Disney porno movie, I would agree with you. But it's not. They're not gonna show any of that. It's gonna no, be a very not. sweet but love I feel story. Like it's just gonna be uncomfortable. Like. It's well, only if you think about it too hard. <laughs> Don't think about it I too hard. I feel like Disney marketing has understood this. Why uh, this movie is on Disney Plus and not in a. It looks well, so sweet. Just, to me, the only thing that is a little odd about it is the uh, the mouth movements in this seem more off-putting than they did for me in The Lion King. Yeah, again, because there's fantasy. Your brain automatically right. says with big jungle cats and stuff. There's an element of fantasy. That's of this. true. It's harder to maintain that. This is something that can happen. This is something I don't that think can that. happen in my I don't, neighborhood. I don't think that. I, I think there's can't. just more money in Lion King, and they made it look better than yeah, they would I mean, at Disney yeah, Plus movie. It looks fine, but I agree. Like there is, it's not as smooth as yeah. watching Lion King. But that said, one is fair, a billion, like one is a huge money making right. movie. Yeah, to be fair, Lady and the Tramp did use real animals. If you can't wait for this movie to release, I'm gonna send you some YouTube videos. Oh, no, I don't want to see them. <laughs> basically, explain the plot to you. Uh, <laughs> so looks you know so fun and charming, so you, you bunch of haters. It even sets up a sequel, so you can understand the sequel, like uh, Lady and the Tramps and Baby. Yeah, Lady and the Tramps. <laughs> this is even funnier. I mean. Oh, man. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on. No, let's move on. Let's move on. It so, looks so good. So we also have a new Christmas movie uh, coming out, Noel, first coming to Disney Plus. And, you know, Christmas movies are a big deal in this office. Like, mm -hmm. uh, we have a big conversations every holiday season about them. And I'm actually interested in this one. It looks good, right? It gave us a pairing I didn't even know that I needed until I saw it, which was Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader, <laughs> who basically play Santa Claus's daughter and son, respectively, who kind of have to step up and uh, take over the family business in time to save Christmas. Um, and her name is Noelle. Uh, so, yeah, this sounds like an interesting, like, fun like little a, concept. It's like a Hallmark movie on steroids, basically. It's yeah. so, yeah, it's great. But it seems like every holiday movie that's come to streaming <laughs> in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you, until I heard, like, Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader or saw that poster, I was like, I actually want to see that. I want to see those two together and see like what they do. Especially for me, like coming out of having seen it and Bill Hader being the sort of runaway star in that, so yeah. like I, I would like more Bill Hader, please. Yeah, I just uh, binge watched all of Barry. Barry's so good, yeah, so good, and like <laughs> yeah, see how far he's come just in that. Like, yeah, it's amazing. And Anna Kendrick, just like She's yeah, so this good. is this is pretty good. Between it and like Pitch Perfect and all that stuff, like yeah. I mean, if you want more Bill Hader, go watch Herb Welch. Uh, skits on YouTube, you will it will be delightful. You should totally watch those. His SNL run was great. Um, but yeah, I am always on board for uh, like holiday Anna Kendrick. This like is perfect. Everything about this is, works for me. That's a, and that's a Disney Plus release, right? Not mm -hmm. a movie release. Yeah, Disney Plus release. Uh, also coming November twelfth, I believe. I think it's a perfect fit for it too, because I don't know that this would like do gangbusters in a, in a, a traditional theatrical release, but it's perfect no. for this. No, I mean, uh, yeah, streaming is quickly becoming the only place. Well, but that's what, but that's what's interesting about this as a, as a platform, right? Where like you can still do, you yeah, can spend like a bunch of money on paying for Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader, but you can not necessarily have to spend as much sort of all around mm -hmm. for a theatrical release. Yeah. And so you can still get these great yeah, you things. You can still make mid-sized movies with stars like, Actual classic movies, like yeah. 
um, and people just now watch at home. I mean, and this is kind of like the Spielberg Lucas prediction of the industry, right? Mm -hmm. That like theaters would only be eventually kind of towards the biggest blockbuster event type things, whereas we're all at home watching like mid-sized classic movies on streaming. Mm -hmm. well, I'm okay with that. All right, well, moving right along. Anything else from Disney Plus that we saw that you guys want to talk about? I mean, we didn't really talk about Obi-Wan being confirmed. Oh, but yeah, that is a thing. That. Yeah, Obi-Wan, I mean, we did because we yeah, talked about it, it. Then right. I had to do the Mia Koopa on the last episode <laughs> thing like it is. So we did. We did an update saying, yep. It was cool yeah. that he came out, Krypton though. Krypton is canceled, and Obi-Wan is confirmed. So. <laughs> R.I.P. Krypton. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we did do that, but that is going to be awesome. Ewan McGregor got a lot of love yep. when he showed up. I hope he shows up in Rise of Skywalker and this Obi-Wan yeah, series. Cool. So well, the cool thing cool. is that they said that this takes place in or around the Solo film. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was an interesting place to put it on the timeline. Well, no, I'm not me because that's where Rebels kind of checked in too mm -hmm. with Obi-Wan. It's on Tat when he was on Tatooine, yeah. has his final fight and kills Maul. Uh, Luke is a young boy already and kind of like playing around in the distance. And so, mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is this would be interesting. And like I said, it's, it's good because I always wanted a series and I wanted something that could be serve as a springboard to other parts of Obi-Wan's life mm -hmm. and, yeah. and kind of get what I miss that kind of him as the Zen monk on Tatooine element from from a new hope yep and it'd be cool to revisit that and and seeing him one of the most interesting stories to me is like again the the faith-based story the kind of parallels to faith and things like that with obi-wan of having to wait this time that you know for some greater good from some message on high that you got to be patient for while all this horrible stuff is happening around you mm -hmm. and kind of having that and where the balance is and i'm sure the show will explore of where he intervenes but the danger of him intervening in this small sense saving one person today disrupting something to you know revealing himself to what that does to the greater good yeah. potentially and that it could be really good and you and mcgregor will knock that out of the park oh yeah so excited for that all right so uh, i believe that's it for disney plus mm -hmm. let's talk about disney proper what happened in Disney proper? I checked out for that part because <laughs> you know me. You know me in well, Disney. Like. We we got some more details on Frozen two. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like we will see Anna and Elsa's uh, parents. Um, for at least. For yeah, I mean we'll get a bit more insight They're there. They're not back back. But uh, oh man, before we move on, oh no, we're gonna talk Marvel a little at the end. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, which I thought would you know, which I I I thought is gonna be interesting. And this movie sounds like it's gonna be. A lot darker uh, than for uh, the first Frozen. Um, also, Olaf they they featured an Olaf scene. Yes, in the footage. Oh, of which course, made me happy. Uh, He's not been in hardly any of the marketing. That's true. All the marketing has been centered around really Elsa and a little bit of Anna. Yeah. But he's not been a huge part of it, so it was kind of nice to see. Like, oh, we're still gonna get some of the whimsical. He because like he's playing a game with them in the footage or whatever like that. It'll be interesting. I wonder what heights this movie can reach. Like, will this eclipse the first Frozen? I mean, I guess enough Box time. Box office wise or like. I guess both. Like, you know, Frozen set off Frozen yeah. mania. I was I was looking through like all the the all time list, you know, recently mm -hmm. and seeing that like it's one of the earliest movies to be in the top like 15 all time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other ones that have since come have been like these giant, like you know, Marvel, Marvel yeah. uh, Jurassic World, like all these uh, Star Wars, of course, like all these big, like other than Titanic and like Avatar, mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff is newer and Frozen's 
still, still there, there on the 50 because it really did set off like a domino effect. I think it'll eclipse the first one box office-wise by, uh, by a nice amount. Not a giant amount. Like, I'm not talking endgame money or anything, mm. but I think you'll see a sizable We need endgame money. Um, <laughs> so I think it'll end up on that top 15 list once, once it's all said and done. I don't... But will it be a cultural phenomenon like the first one was, I think? Is I don't think so. Say. I think it'll be just a really big hit for them. I right. don't know if it'll... Because, like... If like you Aladdin look at was a similar, for, right? Like the recent Aladdin, Lion King are all big hits, but not cultural. But like The Incredibles has a very similar story as far as it came out dominated, True. right? And and people loved it. Yep. And then we it was years until we got a sequel, and everyone kind of thought, oh, this is gonna be the and it did really well, right? Made a lot of money, but it didn't become that, oh, that next thing. And I think Frozen will be that way, especially Frozen 2, because it's they've had little shorts along the way. Like, it's mm -hmm. never really left your consciousness. Right. Right. So I think it'll still do really well. I just don't think it'll be that giant. Um, and we also got the, I mean, if we're going to move into, I mean, uh, Pixar yep. revealed some new things. Uh, Soul. And then uh, what was the other one? Onward. Well, yeah, Onward, we, they gave new stuff about Onward. Yeah. Uh, oh, and we forgot <laughs> Monsters. Uh, oh, yeah. Disney uh, Plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think that was like, we got... But, but if Mo we're gonna, that monster's one, I think is gonna. But if we're gonna move into the big stuff, the right? Yep. The big stuff was Marvel. Um, oh, we on Marvel? I mean, let's let's yeah, we're go, let's go there. Yeah, because right. there wasn't a ton. Yeah, we we got I mean, we, we got, got a concept for Soul though, which was interesting. It was about your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Fox and Tina Fey as the two uh, voice leads, or am I mixing that up in a different movie? I'm pretty sure it's for that one, uh, which I think was interesting. And what was Onward all about? Just so I know. Onward, I mean, really, the, I feel like the stars of Onward is Chris Pratt and Tom Holland and this, like, Go on an road trip. Yeah, it's very much <laughs> like those two stars and their charisma and their back and forth on a road trip. And it, and it really, it looks fun. Like, that one's going to be, like, the really, I think, the surprising one of the two just on that. Yeah. Soul's going to be the inside out, mm -hmm. very much like people are going to, you know, analyze it and you're going to really look for a deeper message and stuff. But Onward is going to be the fun one. And I think I think both will do well. And I also like that both are new IPs. Yeah. yeah. You know, Pixar, I mean, we're on Toy Story 4, right? So everyone kind of assumed, "Oh, we're going to get car like the next cars yeah, maybe in exactly. another one." I, I dropped out of Pixar when they started going on. But they need to do that. They need to infuse, you know, with new life. And this is great. So good when they were just all originals. Yeah. Um except for Toy Story, of course. But um all right. So, there's that part that I don't care about done. And now <laughs> on to the stuff everybody cares it, about. Marvel. <laughs> so let's talk about Marvel. Um, we had phase four kind of laid out for us at Comic-Con, mm -hmm. but there was one film. And, and then I we think, got more. Yeah, we got more <laughs> because there was one film that hadn't really, I mean, they were just putting together the Eternals at the time. Yep. So uh, this was a chance for them to kind of do like a little epilogue for Eternals and give us more of that, we got to see. I'm about to go on a rant on the. Yeah, he's about to. It's going to happen. Oh man, I know. <laughs> um, so we got to see, you know, the concept art of what the characters look like, the actors Whoa. in their eternal costumes, which Jim is about to rant about. Um, we got to learn that Gemma Chan from Captain Marvel is getting another shot at the MCU, this time with her own face and playing the role of Cersei, who we all thought Angelina Jolie might be playing, uh, one of the most famous Eternals characters. Uh, in the Marvel Universe, mm -hmm. but, you know, this is going to be Gemma Chan. So good for her getting that yeah. double Marvel yes. paycheck. Also <laughs> makes me sad that she's probably not going to be in Captain Marvel sequel again. She barely had a role in that movie. 
I know, so I wanted to see more of well, her because I mean, that character becomes yeah, a, a villain a in the in, in the in, comics. Yeah, and she has a pivotal role in the movie. She, and it was one of those movie deaths where yeah, it's like, oh, like, it's a plane, you know, who, whatever, <laughs> they exist. Steve Trevor's around, like, right? Like, that's that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but now that Eternals is like, Marvel's big, like they're gonna put a lot of emphasis on that. I imagine she's probably not coming back for the other one. Yeah, I mean, only for like a flashback. Yeah, you know, like, so. because I mean, she does have a pivotal role in the fact that she was one of the two people who hunted down Marvel. Yeah, like that bums me out because that is a big character in the. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, by the time they got to that, I mean, it, would, it will be sixty by the time that happens at this rate. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it'll <laughs> just it would just be a cameo, like Korath's was yeah. kind of. Yep. So she's gonna be playing Cersei. We got to see. This we got the massive new addition to the cast in the form of Game of Thrones star Kit Harrington, who will be playing Jon Snow. Snow. I mean, the Black <laughs> in Eternals. So there's already jokes that Jon Snow is, or uh, that Kit Harrington is taking the black again. Uh, guy, I mean, he just can't stay out of trouble, so he's got to take the black again. And now he's coming back as a uh, Sir Dane is his name. I forget. Do you uh, know that better than me? Yes. Sir Dane, the Black Knight, um, mm -hmm. who has direct connections to the Eternal story. Mm -hmm. uh, and that'll be interesting to see. I did not expect them to throw him into this first I didn't movie. expect Black Knight. No. I was like, oh, wow. No, not at not all. Not at all. And not Kit Harrington. Like, no, that's a big yeah, That's, that's a, big, a big name for like a D-list character. character. <laughs> like, yeah. so, well, it's, so it's interesting because it's like they're people are immediately looking at this and being like, oh my gosh, Cersei, oh my gosh, you know, Black Knight, oh my gosh, we're going to get that lame-ass Avengers team from the 90s that nobody wants. Nobody wants that. Nobody. No, Moving on. I don't think it is. <laughs> are you saying, you said everybody said that. Is this just your no, monologue? No, no, is no. It everybody definitely said that? First of all, I loved the Cersei Black Knight stories from like <laughs> 80s and 90s Marvel comics. I, I actually like that storyline. Black Knight was one of the more interesting characters. The from damn leather jackets. Oh, oh. And the Ebony Blade storylines, like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. man. No, like, Black Knight is a pretty cool pretty cool character. Sure. I, I'll give you that. For such a lame concept, they do really <laughs> good stuff with yeah, him. That's so. true. <laughs> but those Eternals costumes are so bad. Dude, they're going to be the pajamas that every geek is going to be wearing. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Well, okay, so I have a question. What is... Why... Well, they can't give... They can't give... The Icarus's costume some red in there? Like, it's just this, this weird... That puzzled me. That, yeah. that there wasn't more red in... But even, even, even the Makari costume is, you know, way more white than... I guess what... That I, I think they're bad designs on their given, own. Given the stuff that we saw Marvel do with Thor Ragnarok, and leaning so heavily and owning that Kirby aesthetic. This is what this I is thought, doing too, though. I, it doesn't feel like that from the costumes, though. But this is just concept art. You don't. They see feel the like world. they they feel like lame Power Ranger costumes. Yeah, but if you put some bright colors behind them in like a brightly weird world, like I think, it, I mean, I think they're trying to get the balance between somewhere of the Kirby-esque Thor Ragnarok world and like the Asgard world. Sure, like the but even the stuff that they've shown with even some of the Celestials, like they, they look weird Yeah, you didn't love the Celestials either. And, you know, I, I don't know. There is a lot that has me worried. Like, well, Jim, I am a huge Jim, Eternals fan. Yeah. Jim, I should, I should tell you, you should be worried that you're a huge Eternals fan to begin with. <laughs> you know, hey, you've always been lame characters. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, let's just put it wow. out there. Whoa. Not even a little Eternals, bit. The Eternals, the Deviants, that whole story has always been one of the lamest no, things No, not even a little bit. Always been. It's been wow. It's, been, like, it it's is. such a half-assed story that nobody can really explain or like, figure out. 
Like most Marvel fans cannot tell you like the difference between a celestial. Oh, well, I'm and sorry, they're not smart. What the hell is a pot? Wow. <laughs> what the hell is a pot? Wow. You know the deviant. Like it's all just. A you mess. can send your hate mail <laughs> to Jim. <laughs> they. I mean, they are. I mean, this is just a movie of D-list characters, as far as I'm concerned. Just being like brought up. Like it. I mean, seriously, is like the only interesting one in Black Knight out of the, all of them. I mean, so. I'm I'm still at the same level of non-excited for this that I was. And I think it's going to be a weird movie in the end. I'm almost uncomfortable being between you guys. <laughs> I think it's going to be Inhumans Part 2. Because I oh, think, whoa! Wow. whoa. they got a great cast, but I mean, I don't I'm think they're going to be able to explain to these people who the hell these people they're supposed to be playing are. I think Ava's uh, going to struggle with this because... Why? Because Marvel... Uh, I think she's very independent in like her creative vision. I think she's gonna bump up against that Marvel machine. And I think Wait, this is who? gonna be a, uh, oh, I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. You're thinking new gods. gods. Yeah. Confusing this with new gods. Who's directing Eternals? I forget. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> wait, wait. I never claimed to, to be a giant Eternals fan. What did you to say about Eternals right there? No, no, no. I am not. That, I, I will remember. say. I'm confusing it with a DC movie. Uh, uh, I can't remember who's I will it. say. And yeah. that is Marvel's Eternals in a nutshell. Marvel's Eternals in a nutshell. Eternals has always been a little bit of a blind spot for me mm. as far as like my. It's so good. Like I just never got into like it. And it's no. not even. Nobody. There's not I much, just, to, but the, the, there's there's not much. There's actually not much to catch up on, and it's all very good. Well, I would say that Hi, everyone really people. likes the game and stuff. We're eternal. We got superpowers. <laughs> what superpowers? It's just kind of like a general everything: speed, strength. So okay, so I am, and we're all we're, we're just show up in history wherever it's convenient to prepare for this because, like, I do. I am going to get what would I would imagine? I would imagine. I would imagine a lot of the uh, the basics of this story will probably come from the Neil Gaiman okay. movie Junior run. Uh, which God, is going to be so much better. So if is, I read which that. Is my, which is, in my opinion, the weakest of the stories. Oh, okay. Uh, the Kirby stuff, the Kirby stuff, if you go back and read it, still holds up. I actually am partial to a lot of the stuff that uh, the Knops did with the Eternals uh, during the Civil War era, uh, during that time period. It's actually... Can I read that collected somewhere? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of Daniel Cunha's first work. And okay. it is fantastic. I will, I will read that because I've been looking like th this really is even a blind then, spot. Because like, even me. then, when you look at the, the stuff that Daniel Acuna did in that book, is a is a super modern take on what Kirby did a million. I don't years always ago. love Acuna's artwork. Oh, this is good Acuna. Okay, good like sometimes he's very hit and miss. Nope, with this me. is good. This is good. Acuna. I think once you start trying to enter the idea of the Eternals, the Celeste, and trying to identify the Celestials. And all that stuff is going to blow. It's I've never loved the celestial. People are going to people are gonna be like, I mean, it sets I, up. I, I think the big takeaways for this are: I'm going to be glad that this sets up X Men <laughs> <laughs> because the whole mutate and redefines why some people have superpowers and stuff. I'm going to be happy for that. And my big takeaway from this is that I'm actually now really happy that Ava DuVernay is actually directing New Gods and not this. Because I think that movie is going to be really good. I'm also not excited no. for New Gods. New, God, New Gods is going to not be good for the same reason that no. you almost well, thought uh, Eternals was not going to be good. No. New God actually has interesting characters <laughs> like Darkseid, Granny Goodness, Desaad, Ryan, I will Ryan, say they Palabak. have a lot of really interesting characters. Yeah, High Father, I still never Scott like. Scott Free, Big Barda. Like, Mr. Yeah. Miracle and Big Barda, like, those tend to be like my the only bright spots for me in New Gods. Like, those are the ones, like, I latch out to and I read all their well, stories. I like the whole scot-free Orion. Like, Orion's good. And like, the whole swapping of the suns. Sure. Yeah. But I will read that, and I will Look, I will we're even more excited to talk about New Gods than we are about <laughs> Eternal. So there's that. So that was a big thing we got from Marvel Studios. 
Um, we, no, got we got Black Panther too. Black, Black, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I, thought you, were, I thought you were moving. I thought you were moving on from Marvel <laughs> no, Studios. No, stop. And I was like, oh no. Gun. No, we got a Black Panther two date <laughs> for 2022, I believe. Yep, yeah, the Avenger spot. Yep, May. It's going to May. Mm-hmm. We stepping out of Black History Month, and we're going to May. It's now Black Panther History Month. It's gonna be <laughs> May. Yeah, I mean, this makes me think also. But I'm wondering now: is this going to be some kind of crazy event film? Are we going to get like a War of Kings or something like that that's bigger than just Black Panther? I mean, that May slot. I mean, look at Doctor Strange. Got a May like slot, but May was bringing a whole lot more thunder than just another Doctor Strange solo adventure. So, like, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, but uh, we also got some. They showed the footage of uh, Black Panther, Black Widow. At D23, mm-hmm. uh, but we're still waiting to get that online because that is not. It sounded cool. awesome. Yeah, it sounded, sounded really cool. Awesome. And that poster's fire. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that first was... look at Red Guardian, though. Ooh, Red Guardian? I don't know about he, that. He looks cool. I thought he was the coolest looking part of the like poster. They, I feel like the cast had five minutes to get stuff slapped on them before they were just thrown in a line and were like, okay, here's the picture. They've been filming for months. I know, but I'm saying for the poster. Now. I also okay. think Taskmaster looks cool. Yeah, yeah I, I do I like, like this Taskmaster. Taskmaster cast. I like all and I like the white suit. Like, the white suit yeah. looks cool. And, like, even the, the new Elena suit. stuff. Even the, like, even the new suit looks pretty cool. I'm getting more excited. I was not... As enthused about this movie no, as I wanted to be. No, I'm Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So um, that was it. We didn't get any uh, big, big, like, X-Men movie, Fantastic Four movie, or any other Phase 5 type deals. No, but we did get a really weird potential X-Men nod. We'll, and I think we'll probably save more of this talk for the next actual episode of the, the show. But we didn't even touch, we don't even have time to touch on the theme park stuff. Oh, yeah. But really quick, they showed some concept art for the new Avengers land that they're building out in California. And it's a bunch of the Avengers fighting these bug-like things that look a whole lot like the brood. Oh. <gasps> yep. I'm just going to leave that one there and we'll uh, keep rolling. Oh, my God. All right. So we'll get more on that on our next episode. But uh, I think that did it for... I was really excited for oh, Cruella. Wait. We got to talk about uh, Spy... Oh, yeah. My girl, uh, Emma Stone. She looks so is. good. She looks so good as Cruella. Yeah. Quit with the three dog Helena Bonham Carter crap. All right? Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. She doesn't have to be in everything, and it's cool. Well, it could be Emma Stone Chandler. Emma Stone looks awesome. Bohem Carter to play Cruella. Get to you know, step in, That would be a good Thank acting you. choice. Jeez. If she just channeled... I mean, you could channel that. I mean, Have you forgotten that Helena Bonham Carter is out there? No, I didn't forget. <laughs> it's okay to cast other people and stuff. Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, right. so, Personal rant. That's yeah, not, that's I was going to say. I like <laughs> the bottom Carter. I do too, but she doesn't have to be in everything. And Tom Holland showed up at D23 to make it awkward for everybody. Yep. As we didn't talk Spider-Man, except Kevin Feige said something that I haven't read yet. Oh, that was... It was very PC, like... Well, uh, the, it was, but it was very finite, too. I mean, he used the term... Finite in his <laughs> statement of like, he goes, We knew this was going to be finite. We knew this was going to come to an end, and this is great. And you know, it's yeah, it's I love not, you 3000. And then Tom Holland um, showed up at a convention elsewhere, which is really weird. That's it's all not, it's not convenient, Kevin. It's not convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the Spider Man awkward dance between Disney and Sony continues. continues. Tom, poor Tom Holland has to jump out there and. Use his charm to kind of swing around all that. That dude has gone through some intense PR. He did a pretty PR. good job, though. He's done gone through some intense PR training this past week, yeah. eight week or so. He did a pretty good job. I mean, he had he like three. weekly backflips while answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> he had like three or four interviews, like kind of during the thing, and he was very good in all of them. Yeah. Like, he, he he's getting better at that. Poor Tom Holland. 
him and Andrew Garfield are going to meet up in a bar, Mysterio style. <laughs> Toby Maguire going to be there too? No, I mean, he'll he's be good. the bartender. He'll be the bartender. <laughs> he'll be like, yo, either die a hero, or you live yourself, see yourself become the villain in the third movie. Like, that's what he'll tell them. I mean, that's his words of wisdom. That's true. So. That's it. All right. That's it for our D23 bonus episode. We'll end on that awkward note about uh, sad <laughs> Spider-Man drinking together. Uh, we will be back for our regular episode really soon, so be sure to check back because uh, I guess you get three episodes this week. Um, Booyah! Yeah. So we'll be back to talk about uh, more D23, finite, or not finite. You got that in my head now. Uh, kind of the finer point details of some of the things, plus all the other things happening in media while we were covering that. In our next episode, if you want to get involved with the screen, or it finally happened. If it, you want yep, to get involved yep. with the Comic Book Nation podcast, be sure to check for new episodes every Wednesday and every Friday where we drop an RSS feed that you can subscribe to. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, or tell any Amazon Alexa device, fire up Comic Book Nation podcast, and it will play for you. If you want to hit us up and continue the discussion about anything we saw at D23, be sure to use the hashtag, uh, hashtag Comic Book Nation, or you can reach me at Kofi Outlaw. You can hit me up at Matt Aguilar CB. And at Jim Viscardi. That'll do it for our bonus episode. Be sure to check back with us soon. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoyed everything we covered at D23. You can find our full coverage on comicbook.com. See you later. Deuces.